Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right, listen up. If you've got credit card debt or you're in a 30 year loan, it's not a matter of if I can save you money. It's a matter of how much and right now for how much longer it looks like interest rates are starting to creep up. This could be your last chance to take advantage of these unbelievable rates. If you hurry to save with Conrad.com right now, you can be one of our next great success stories. Just like Zach and Griffin, Indiana, we hooked him up. He left us a five-star review and here's what he had to say. Derek and company made the process quick and painless. Everything was done online. No mortgage payments for two months. And when I do start paying, it'll be $500 cheaper than what I was paying. Thanks again for all of you that have helped. Being a wrestling fan has definitely paid off. Listen, don't take my word for it. Get yourself a quick quote right now. Here's the worst case. If we can't save you any money, we won't waste your time. But you don't need perfect credit to do this. You don't need any money out of your pocket to do this. And we're licensed in more than 40 states. So why wouldn't you at least take a look at SaveWithConrad.com? NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did you hear what Zach said? No payments for two months. We're talking no payments in March or April. You're done until May. Come on, find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Love talking about our friend, Steven Singer. And I'll tell you the competition must really hate this guy. He just makes the experience of buying a diamond better and better. And he makes it fun. Steven is the very first to offer each and every customer the perfect price. That's right. The perfect price. Have you ever wondered if you're getting the best price? Are you uncomfortable negotiating? Well, head to Steven Singer jewelers and you're guaranteed to get the perfect price. You'll never pay more than the guy sitting next to you. Here's a little insider tip. Most jewelers mark their merchandise way up just to mark it down to make you feel like you're getting a deal. The guy next to you may be paying less. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? It's not the case at Steven Singer because at Steven Singer Jewelers, you're guaranteed to get the perfect price all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's why we trust Steven Singer. He makes the experience of buying a diamond so easy. So check out Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to Arn. And of course we couldn't do it without the founder of the four horsemen, the hall of famer himself, double a Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself, man? Better than I deserve. So excited to be here with you. Of course, every other week here on the show, it's ask Arn anything. And we're having some fun in between time talking about the good, the good old days of professional wrestling. 
And next week we've got a pretty fun episode coming up. It's elimination chamber, 2011. Arn, this is, uh, maybe a forgotten pay-per-view, but one of the better pay-per-views of that year. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. A lot, a lot of great efforts. Uh, the audience gave it a huge rating. They can't be wrong. Go back and watch that. Think you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. Jerry Lawler gets a rare title shot here. Plus we've got two elimination chamber matches, lots of good stuff. That's coming your way next week. By the way, it's already live at adfreeshows.com. But right now let's jump into hashtag ask Arn anything. Um, past demons wants to know, do you think the working relationship with new Japan pro wrestling and impact will benefit all parties involved? Of course, he's talking about the working relationship with AEW here in 2021. Absolutely. hundred percent. I truly believe that, uh, one year ago or a little more AEW went on the air and, uh, helped open up new avenues, new interest in the wrestling business period, which helped impact new Japan, uh, ring of honor. It just created a new interest in the business period. And I feel like, you know, new Japan and their style and the television show is so different from ring of honor. Ring of honor is so different right now than impact. And they're all different from AEW. I just think it gives you a lot more options, a lot more things to watch. And there's going to be some crossover talent on some of these shows, which makes it even more interesting. It's interesting too, when WWE tries to do a crossover, they do it with a mainstream celebrity, even if it's one from Latin America. So while new Japan is doing a little crossover with AEW, as is impact Vince has got the bad bunny lined up and obviously bad bunny is a huge international star, uh, but here in America, maybe not quite as much. And I think a lot of wrestling fans are probably going, "Ugh, who is this guy? Because they just want wrestling. And I get that, but. I do think, especially WrestleMania time, it's expected WWE is going to bring in some sort of crossover appeal star, right? Well, yeah, you know, I, I don't know anything about what was it called? Bad bunny, bad bunny. He's like probably the number one, most listened to artist on Spotify. He is a major deal, but his music is in Spanish. So it's probably not something you and I are riding around nodding our head to, cause we don't really know what he's saying. That would be a no habla. <laughs> there you go. But still, just because we don't speak his language doesn't mean he's not a big star. Uh, and I think fans are probably after him a little bit, maybe too harshly. He is a really big wrestling fan in real life. And when you get a celebrity who is a big fan, that probably makes your job as a producer a whole heck of a lot easier, right? Yeah. I mean, if they're not big fans, what are they doing on our show? Yeah. Uh, number one. But I've said this before, and it's went on for years, and I would cite very few instances, but, you know, wrestling fans are dedicated to a wrestling show and wrestlers. They're not there to see Hollywood stars or anything of that nature, rappers or any of that. And it's an aggravation to them when they don't know who it is. If I don't know who it is, I just watch their performance on the show. And then I critique it for what it is. They get pissed because it's downtime. And you know, the celebrities that we've had over the years, 
had nothing to do with wrestling whatsoever. And, you know, you can just see it from the fans. So the fact is there's a place it's called the rest of the world. That's not America. And if he's a big star, there's probably a reason for it. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving here. Here's another question from, um, Adam and boy, you're going to take this one personally, but I see it all the time online. Did you or anyone else ever consider talking to John Cena about his STF? He puts absolutely no pressure on it. I've always been a huge Cena fan, but this version of the STF is terrible. He actually even was confronted by Steve Austin on the network about it. And just last month, uh, Cena, not Cena, but Bailey sat down with Austin and she had a similar move on and he sort of made a reference to Cena without making a reference to Cena. Why does Cena have so many heat with so many guys about the STF? You were there. Maybe you can help me out. So there's no pressure. Austin felt like there was no pressure there. Yeah. He said, oh, you need to snug it up, son, or something like that. Well, I got a feeling that, uh, when he first put it on and I gave him the move cause I, I saw it in Japan. It was Chono's finish move, right? And Eric Watts. <laughs> I don't like you. I've never liked you. You better be glad that I don't live next door to you. If I could afford to live in that neighborhood, I would be shooting a BB through your window right now. John, let me tell you about this time. I got stretched in a gas station parking lot. <laughs> okay. Let's get it all out. <laughs> not so. only that his father punched me at a meeting which we included yep. in one of our previous broadcasts i must have heat with the watts family that i don't even know about not only did his dad punch you in the head he called you the wrong name then he punched you in the head yeah, L- lars uh, get, get 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 over here lars who's it's- he talking to lars yeah you lars me <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know what hurt worse. Not knowing my name or calling uh, me Lars or calling me Lars. <laughs> no disrespect to Lars. No. I mean, what a great line. What the hell? I guess there's somewhere down the road in the past to where the Andersons ran up on the Watts and it didn't end well. It's all <laughs> I could figure. Cause there's generational heat. If you're a business owner, you don't need me to tell you that running a business is tough. But you might be making it harder on yourself than is actually necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and the old software you've no doubt outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save both time and money with NetSuite. Join over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com forward slash ARN. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com forward slash ARN. That's netsuite.com forward slash ARN. So tell me about giving John the STF. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was a tremendous finish. You know, you trapped the guy's leg. His, his knee is bent uncomfortably. And then you reach up and you hook him around the jaw. You know, apparently he did snug it up when he first started using it. And some guys said, Hey man, yeah, you're choking me out. You need to loosen up. Right. And just from that moment forward, John would have said, Oh man, I'm, that's not my intention. He would have loosened it up and it would stay loose. That's what, that's the only thing I can figure. I, I, it never jumped off the page to me. Let's, um, let's keep it moving here. I know you don't like to talk negative stuff, especially about your friends and I never really understood the hate on that, but it is what it is. Uh, Charlie thrower says, Mr. Anderson, if you were in your wrestling prime today, who across the entire wrestling industry, would you like to have a match or program with? Hmm. I mean, it's gotta be Cody, right? An Anderson and a Rhodes that just sort of writes itself. If I could be, if Tully and I could be, let's say 30 and Cody being in his prime and somehow magically Dustin oh. being in his prime. Holy shit. As far as a generational one for the ages. And we had our same history with his dad, that history that we had with his father has lasted to this day. And everybody remembers where you followed dusty down in the Cadillac and jumped him in the parking lot and then broke his leg and had the riot and all those things. But Cody has built his own legacy. He's his own man. He is recognized as one of the top guys in AEW, one of the faces of the company. Dustin Rhodes is a guy that can go. He could tear it up. And boy, when, when he first came along and he was a young talent, he could tear it up with the best of them. And he caught on so quickly to everything. I think those two in their prime and us in our prime. Interesting. That would be unbelievable. That's what that would be. Let's, it's a great wish list. It's uh, yeah. an awesome wish list. I'm for it. If we find those time machines, I'm going to make that happen. Uh, Adam wants to know, was it ever discussed changing your or Tully's name in the WWF? Uh, so Vince could own it. I know we touched on this before, but he did have a bit of a reputation for changing folks names. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if, if he thought ours wasn't worth trademarking, he didn't mess with us much. I mean, you look at our costuming. He didn't say, change your, change your gear. Brain Busters, to me, was not a ha-ha cartoon name. Bobby was, Bobby was the brain Heenan. He was our manager. Brain Busters was fine with me. He didn't make an effort to dumb us down or make clowns out of us or any of that stuff. And, and, you know, he spoke the truth the one time after we had been there six months or something. And I, we might have discussed this on a previous episode. But, you know, we came back from working with it might have been demolition or it might have been one of the rocker matches. I don't know. But he pulled us aside and went, you know, so, just out of the blue. He went, you know, something, guys, you lend credibility to my company. 
a huge compliment. The biggest compliment. And it came out of nowhere. And uh, I, at that moment, went, well, that's why he hasn't messed with us. Right. You know, he didn't let us have the opportunity to do any promos of our own. They were all scripted, and it was one or two lines, and that was it. And, you know, I would have loved to have been able to cut one of those two-minute Four horsemen were coming to get your ass promos. And I only Tully had a minute and a half to do his. Just never happened. But all in all, I wasn't disappointed. And they never said anything about changing our names or anything. My God, why would they? They already had worldwide uh, recognition. Right. Uh, one last question here from Adam. He says, Ron Garvin has said, and I never heard Ron say this. This is Adam's tweet. Ron Garvin has said that being world champion meant nothing to him. And the belt was a trinket. How would Arn respond to this? I want to, I want to time out right here. I, I never heard this interview where Ron Garvin said this, perhaps he was bitter about his run in 87, but I never heard the interview where he said that, but I have a feeling that you probably disagree. I don't know what to think about that. Um, I respect Ron Garvin yeah. as a performer. I know that he got red hot working with Rick and working with us. And it was one of those things that gave you another option as far as a challenger for Rick when they decided to put the title on him. I was not against it because he was red hot. Uh, in hindsight, he was probably more valuable as a challenger than the champion. Uh, I don't know what the numbers were on the houses where he was on top. And that's what everything was based on. Right. If it was a success or just okay or a failure, it's all about the bottom line, right? You'd have to go back and look at the towns he was in, who was his opponent, did he have an opportunity to draw? But I just remember him not being happy overall. Right. Um, which I couldn't understand at the time because things were still going well. Now, I don't know if there was pressure put on him. I don't know the circumstances, but he was world champion for a moment, and you can't take that away from him. It's just a shame if he – feels less than thrilled about it. Mayhem has an interesting question. Do you have a story about sellouts as in curtain sellouts? Do you remember there being a moment or an instance where you were taking a peek through the curtain and wanted to see what was about to happen as well? Oh, I'm sure there were. Um, yeah, I think the first time the Steiners worked with the road warriors. Oh yeah. Curtain sellout. Uh, um, I think maybe a couple of times Rick Steiner worked with Dr. Death curtain sellout and anybody that had any sense since there weren't any monitors when the midnight express and the rock and roll went through the curtain, found you a place and sat down and got under the learning tree because those four guys in Coronet taught you how to have a proper tag match with all the elements, heat, baby faces that were over selling storytelling, 
a finish that everyone understood, whether they hated it or liked it, depending on who went over. I mean, it had all the elements. It was perfection. Hey, real quick. I want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. And man, are they going to help you start the new year with a bang? Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises if you're picking up what I'm putting down. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. No awkwardness. You don't have to leave the house. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code ARN. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and the promo code is ARN to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use the promo code ARN at BlueChew.com. Let's, uh, let's talk about another thing from back in the day that you might've wanted to watch. Adam wants to know if Aaron could go back and sit ringside for any match in history, what would it be? Maybe one of those hour broadways with, uh, flair and Terry funk. Oh yeah. That would have been something else. And I'm talking about the earlier Terry Funk and the earlier Rick, and I'm talking about a one-hour wrestling match. Yeah. Not what they did in 89, but what they would have done in the late 70s and early 80s. Absolutely. When they were both, you know, when Terry was at his peak. Um, Stoner Dale says, can you describe your thoughts after your first encounter with MJF? I was sitting in the same room you were at your event at Starcast. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. We were in the back. Remember? Mm-hmm. Tony and I had just, or Tully and I had just, were on we stage. on Tony's show, Tony Schiavone's show, and I'm, just came back from the stage. That's right. And he was next. MJF was, was next. And I had never seen him. I'd before. never seen him. Right. <clears throat> and he started taking questions and. I saw him, you know, easing up to the edge and easing up to the edge and I'll never forget it. (laughs) I remember it now. It's funny. I didn't remember that, but obviously I had a lot going on that day, but you looked over at me and you said, Hey Conrad. And I looked up. Yes, sir. And he said, what's this fucking guy's deal? (laughs) Well, I couldn't believe he was giving carte blanche to do it. Now, listen, I've said some some iffy things to some people over the years. But when the kid rolled up there to the podium in the wheelchair, he was firing off. And he said, he said to MJF, how you doing? And he looked at him and went better than you. I swallowed my teeth. Yeah. This is a kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> whoo, I think that says everything that you need to say. Now, he's been given carte blanche to a degree right now. Right. He's going to be, uh, and the kid is a, is a tremendous worker. He's a throw, but part of him is a throwback to the late 80s talent that he works. Then you spring forward to 2021. He's that guy. And it's like Richard Pryor in the day, but he's Richard Pryor today in 2021 when some stuff's not acceptable and a lot of stuff's not acceptable and you can't just say some things. And I think we, we go overboard with a lot of those politically correct no-no's. He doesn't have any no-no's. You never know what's going to come out of that guy's mouth. It's like a modern Piper a little bit. Little bit, little bit. And he pushes the envelope every single time. And I commend him for that. I also hope he's smart enough to know, pull up a little short of, of going into bad taste, bad taste. You know what I mean? And just being, uh, too much. Well, uh, and by the way, he's an asshole in real life. So if you meet him, be prepared. So Uh, he's chapped your ass somewhere along the way. Oh, I hate him. He's the worst. I just saw a wink. No, no. I had something in my, eye. uh, Paul tweets out. What are your thoughts on real Kevin Nash calling Arn the most underrated worker of all time on kayfabe commentaries. Shout out to Sean Oliver over at kayfabe commentaries. They do some great stuff, but yeah. Kevin Nash called you the most underrated worker of all time. Wow. Hmm. Well, I'm flattered. Um, uh, really? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, to combine that with, uh, what undertaker was so kind and saying, uh, it's two of the, the better and bigger compliments I've ever had. And, uh, comes from two guys that don't need to be blowing smoke up my ass for sure. I'm nobody that would require that. So I'm assuming that's their real opinion. And, uh, anytime your peers say something of, you know, that complimentary, you have to be very humbled and I am. Uh, Danny Ford's cousin says who wins in a shoot ravishing Rick rude or Ron Simmons. Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. Hmm. It's gotta be Ron. I don't see anybody in his prime taking Simmons. Yeah. I think if it, was just for pure animalistic quality. Haku might have a slight small edge, but I wouldn't bet the house on it. I wouldn't either. Here's an interesting idea from drew Landry. When the horseman reformed in 98, wouldn't Booker T have been a better fit than Mongo? No, because Booker had his own career and he was already starting to separate out into that single that you knew was going to be a, a top guy. Uh, Mongo fit because personality. Uh, I think it gave Rick an excellent guy to play off of. Mongo was, he knew the, t- he knew the ticket. He was never going to become Ricky Steamboat as a wrestler but he was a 
tremendous personality. And that guy that played for the Bears and had the impact he had on pro football is, is the character that he brought to the horseman. He never had one lesson, guys. A lot of people beat him up, and there was a, you know, there was even special blips and blurbs and stuff popping up about Mongo. He never had one single wrestling lesson. He was just in there learning as he went. So if you consider that and realize that, it might put things in a little bit of perspective. You know, everybody that's out there, I'll just challenge them. Of everybody sitting at their kitchen table or wherever they're at, listen to this, line up, put you in a ring, and let's just see what you got without any prep. Lindsay wants to know from a proud Baltimorean, didn't know that was a word. What's your favorite thing about charm city? Which would be Baltimore. Yes, sir. Charm. Why they call it charm city. I don't know. Like y'all are the queen city. I don't get that either. I've never heard that. You what charm city. Yeah. I've heard yeah. it only because I follow Jimmy's famous seafood. That's the only reason I know what it is. Have to eat there. I still haven't ate there. What? I had some for the super bowls. Fantastic. What'd you do? Go to Baltimore to watch the Super Bowl? They ship it, baby, over at Jimmy's Famous Seafood.com. Yeah, me and Shavanto, we both got a whole box of crabs. Probably not the first time Tony got crabs, but that's a story for another oh, day. Oh, you can't <laughs> say that. I'm kidding. Lois is a nice lady. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Charm City? The wrestling fans? Yeah, but I've said that many times before. They know, they know how we feel about them. They, they come out in droves and God bless them. They're always receptive. I'd say Sabatino's only because I haven't ate at Jimmy's yet. Sabatino's is good. And it was the old staple for sure. I even saw a few years ago, it became like the invoke thing to go to a Sabatino's and buy a menu and then get the horseman to sign it in a gold Sharpie, which was kind of fun. Uh, and then flares told the story before, were you there when he threw his uh, Rolex and a bowl of marinara? Uh, uh-uh. supposedly he's, uh, in there, you know, holding court and takes his Rolex off and throws it in a bowl of marinara to impress everyone around. And they're like, what are you doing? And he says, Oh, I got 30 at home. And then the next morning sobers up and realizes, Oh shit, where's my watch. And he and Hebner wind up dumpster diving, looking for a Rolex. Yeah. I don't think that makes him, I don't know, know who would think that's entertaining. Anybody that knows how much a Rolex cost would be going, that's some stupid shit, <laughs> but in, I don't care how many you got at home. In fairness, Rick did a bunch of stupid shit. Hey, yo, check this out. Lucy nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. This has been researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. And Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine. It comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with lozenge, you know, cough drop, bro. Has four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice flavor. Each and every flavor actually tastes great. I mean, you know me, that's part of the deal. It's got to taste good if I'm going to do it. Uh, it's convenient. It's discreet. These products can be enjoyed anywhere, whether you're on a flight or at work or even in the gym. And here's the thing, man. I get it. If you've got a loved one in your life, who's a smoker. And I do. In fact, once upon a time, my wife used to smoke. She doesn't now, 
and products like Lucy will help the loved one in your life. Kick the habit, baby. And it's 2021. It's time to get rid of your cigarettes, man. Unplug your vape, throw out your dip, get you some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This really is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down and our Arn listeners can go to lucy.co and use promo code Arn to get 20% off all their products, including the gum or the lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code Arn at checkout. Also, I have to give you this disclaimer warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Duh. That's why we're here. Go to lucy.co. Be sure to use that promo code ARN, A-R-N, lucy.co. Come on, man. Get with the programs 2021 throughout them SIGs. Go to lucy.co. Use our promo code ARN. Uh, Lindsay wants to know, ARN, what's your favorite go-to junk food? By the way, I did two back-to-back Lindsay questions because, well, there's not a lot of questions from the ladies. So ladies first, what's your go-to junk food, ARN? What are you saying? I have no audience with ladies in it. We've got about 2% ladies here. This is what you might call a sausage fest. Can I tell you something? Look at us. Let's just take a second and look at each other. Well, it's an audio show. I mean, I know some people over at ad free shows can see us, but we're trying to sell our voices. Not, you know, we're not trying to be matinee idols or we'd both be out of business. I think most intelligent ladies can even bleed through the fact that they can't see us <laughs> and just hear us and know we've got heads on us like a bastard rat. Yeah. You and Not I are, attractive. we really are a couple of pumpkin heads. You and I, I used yeah, to think I had the biggest head in the world. And then I met you and then I realized we probably wear the same hat size. So I can tell you uh, some That's why you never see me with a hat on. You can't find a seven and five eights everywhere. That's true. Uh, what, what kind of junk food can we find everywhere at your house? Do you have a go-to junk food? Well, uh, you know, I'm a chocoholic. Okay. Pies and cakes. There you go. Blueberry, like a blueberry cobbler, peach cobbler with cinnamon ice cream. Aaron makes a chocolate cake for like a couple times a year for my birthday and maybe one other occasion that is really, she melts like the, the chocolate morsels and actually melts them down and puts them in with the, with the icing It's heavy and it's damn moist to be eaten on the couch in the baggiest PE shorts that you own would be the recommendation and have a large glass of milk taken out of the freezer when you're just about done and kill it up. I got to tell you, I was not ready for you to drop cobbler on me. I sometimes forget that there is a little bit of an age disparity between us. And I just think of you as like my older brother, but when you drop a, a cobbler line on me, that starts to sound a little grandpa-ish. <sighs> cobbler. I'm really old cobbler. But are you dating cobbler? Well, I'm just wondering like. If Lindsay's next question, and I'm not done scrolling, but if Lindsay's next question is, Aaron, what's your favorite candy? If you say Werther's original, I'm going to hang up. What the hell is Werther's original? Well, it's this joke. This, this guy in the office years ago started dating an older lady. And, uh, I started just bust his balls around the office and I'd say, 
man, how'd you sweet talk her into going on a date with you? Did you have a pocket full of Werther's original? And it popped all the guys. And he told us the date went well and they were going on a second date. And I'm like, are you sending her flowers? No, we should at least take her a Whitman sampler. So I just had all these old lady jokes. <laughs> yeah. How are you and Barbara doing? You know, shit like that. And then of course, jokes on me, I wound up marrying an older woman. Uh, but I, I just heard your cobbler and I was immediately taken back to damn, I ain't that far away from being a grandpa dropping the cobbler line on us. Well, before we go any further, you better kayfabe this older woman shit. She don't listen. Yeah, it's kayfabe. Does it get? <laughs> <laughs> She'll never hear about it. No, me and you can say whatever. Well, if you say something, Brock might tell mama, but ain't nobody in my house listening to this right now, except the dogs in the background. So I'm safe. <laughs> yeah. And if she's at Nordstrom shopping, nobody in there is going to tell her. No, no. We're okay. Uh, it will be fine. But uh, the candy, the go-to candy, if you're really going to payday for me, no butterfinger. No, it's really not elaborate, but it's Hershey bar. Yep. With oh. almonds. Okay. I knew eventually I'd get there. The normal Hershey for some reason, nothing about it tastes the same as the Hershey bar with almonds. It just feels, it tastes like it's a different milk chocolate. It's creamier and the almonds just set it off. I don't know why, but hearing you break down food is fun. We need like an iron cooking show one day. And I don't even know that you would be doing the cooking. You could just do the voiceovers. Shit. I can cook. What? What's I your, can, what's your yes, go-to thing? And I can grill. I can, I can certainly grill. I'm a grill master. Well, what you, you rocking a uh, gas grill? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I know you like charcoal and all that shit. Well, I'm just saying one day we're going to have to have when, when things are back to normal and boy, we've been saying that for about a year now, we're going to get everybody together from adfreeshows.com And we're going to have like a little cook off because you know, Jr. fancies himself a grill master and, and Eric Bischoff will talk your damn ear off about a reverse sear and all of his horse shit. And between me and you, I think we could have like a good little, uh, cooking contest. Let the fans decide who has the best. You know what? I'll go with some brats okay. on the side of some very thick ribeye steaks. Oh, okay, that's going to be hard to beat. And that's going to be what we lead with young man. Uh, Michael Burgett wants to know in a previous episode of what happened when Conrad and Tony were watching a world championship wrestling episode from January 86. And during a promo, Rick called you Arnold Anderson. And it made me wonder. Did you hear Rick call you that? And has anyone else ever referred to you as Arnold? I think he probably just got wrapped up in his promo and was trying to be elaborate. Yeah. Never heard it before. Never heard it since. Uh, Liam Savage wants to know, did you watch any ECW and did you see any similarities between their triple threat and the NWA's four horsemen? Um, be honest with you again. 336 days on the road, traveling back and forth. I never watched any other wrestling show on TV. Be honest with you. I didn't get to watch ours a lot of the time. Right. That's just a fact. Uh, Spanish goddess wants to know would someone like Sean O'Hare fit in today's wrestling. 
A lot of fans saw Sean O'Hare at the very end of WCW. He had a great look. He had a great physique. He was willing to do high risk maneuvers. He did that crazy swanton. And at the time it didn't really fit in WCW or the WWF. I had a little bit of success in both places, but probably not what people hoped for, but it does feel like today he might fit in a little better. Let's say you, I would say if he had the opportunity to go through some kind of school slash system, mm-hmm. be groomed, uh, for a year and a half, let's just say a year and a half, non-televised wherever that would be. Because the guy looked like a gassed up warlock and brother, he had the eye of the tiger. When he looked at you evil yeah, and a great body and all that. I just think he was probably thrown out there on television too soon without enough experience. And when you really, I mean, he looked at, if you're talking about a heel. Oh yeah. He had a look. Go to the dictionary. You should have a picture of him there, bug-eyed with that goatee, all jacked up and veiny. He just looked evil. Uh, if he would have had more opportunity to prepare and get a, a basic understanding of, you know, other than the shortened, I'm sure it was a shortened time. Yeah, at the power plant. I get it. As a wrestling fan, there's a good chance you might have seen one of Chris Van Vliet's interviews on YouTube. He's a TV host who's done interviews with pretty much everyone in the business, including me. He also has a podcast too. It's called insight with Chris Van Vliet. And he asks great questions and really brings out the best in his guests. This doesn't feel like your typical wrestling interview show. Chris has a really conversational style that makes it feel like two friends just catching up. Some of his guests include the rock, John Cena, Chris Jericho, Eric Bischoff, Jim Ross, Tony Khan as well as other actors, musicians, and more. And in every episode, Chris is great at pulling out useful pieces of advice from everyone he talks to that you can apply to your own life. As mentioned, I was recently a guest, and I talked about things I'd never discussed in an interview before. The people who influenced me, like Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, or Gary Vee. What we look at when we're hiring new employees. I also gave a behind-the-scenes look at what goes into making all of our shows. I can't recommend Chris as an interviewer enough I think he's one of the best in the space by far. Uh, and I really enjoy his show. Uh, I saw a great interview he just did with TJ Wilson the other day. Go out of your way to see it. His podcast is called Insight with Chris Van Vliet, and you can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. Again, it's Insight with Chris Van Vliet. And for more information, just go to chrisvanvliet.com. That's C H R I S V A N V L I E T.com. Let's do another one here, Arn. This one comes from us from Dan. He says, who came up with the idea to have you land a spine buster on Dolph Ziggler at the Starcade house show special back in November of 2017. Well, did that order come from Vince and Hunter or did Dolph and Bobby Roode come to you with the plan? Hashtag welcome to horseman country. I think Michael and maybe, uh, Dolph himself. I think Dolph wanted to take one. Matter of fact, some of the guys were volunteering believe it or not, to take one. Um, Michael, I think, was the event coordinator, and I think he's, he knew what it was going to happen if you if we did it. Um, and uh, Dolph was very generous. Bobby Roode was very generous, let me get involved in his match. And uh, that was one of the moments I'll take to my grave. It was 
What a reaction. Can't believe they all remembered. It's awesome. Rory wants to know, Arn, would you ever do the polar bear plunge? You in the loop on this? Have you ever done the cold tub or something like that? Yeah. I mean, what? Just jump in a frozen lake. Yeah. That's the idea. Uh, no. <laughs> what I would get is in a really hot steam room for a long period of time and have a polar plunge outside, which would be extremely cold water, maybe put in the, um, uh, hot tub could have ice in it, but, uh, I love the deep sweat and I like the, uh, I take cold showers now. That's fascinating to me that you like a cold shower. Don't like, I don't, don't like hot showers. I like, and, and you know, after I get through working out, it's straight home, straight in the shower helps you cool down. It Absolutely. actually feels good. It moderates yeah. your body temperature and all that stuff. Uh, Nick wants to know, and this is a great question at a great time. Aaron, what are your memories of butch Reed? What a great look, great traps, the way he carried himself. He carried himself like a badass. Yep. When he spoke, I mean, he had the, he had some of the Ron Simmons, which made them a great team, him and Teddy and, and Ron and doom. But, uh, every time you saw him he had his head up, had those big traps, good body. And he looked like cock of the walk, no matter where you saw him walking through an airport, locker room, hotel lobby at work in the ring. Butch Reed is a guy that had confidence, was a good hand, brought a lot to the table. But if you, if you pointed him out went, Hey, I wouldn't mess with that guy. I'd take your advice. I, I don't know that Butch Reed, I feel like he's, um, I don't know. One of the forgotten superstars of wrestling. I just watched his match with Ron Simmons and they were in a tag team against the Steiners. They had a couple of really big pay-per-view matches one where they were unmasked, one where they won the belts. And then I'll never forget that Halloween havoc. They did a street fight with you guys, right? What do you remember about that one? <clears throat> Me and Barry. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, they kicked the shit out of us. If you want to know the truth, but it was enough of a, of a fight that kept me interested watching it and kept the audience in tune. Uh, I loved that match and because it was very snug uh, and there was no high spots to it. It was just four guys slugging it out and using like weight belts and cowboy boots. And, you know, we, I don't think we overdid any chair shots. There was a few in there, but it was just uh, when you, when you got three performers in there, the quality of those guys. Barry and, and doom. All I had to do was follow along and just follow suit and make sure that everything was nice and tight and snug. And that's what it was, but I loved it. Yeah. I could feel it. I felt like I was in a bar fight. Let's do another one here. Um, Ray wants to know what's your favorite butch Reed story. Do you have any funny stories about butch? 
maybe uh, traveling or eating on the road or. I heard a story about Louisiana when Buddy Landell first started. And, uh, you know, Buddy, if you knew him, if you ever met him or spent any time around him, I mean, he was just a goofball. The guy just was constantly goofing on everything. Tremendous worker, but just cracking jokes. He had a Southern drawl to him, but he was just, you know, always just doing things like, buddy, what are you doing? I guess out in Louisiana where the, where the highways were terrible and, and a lot of dark roads, no lighting, just, you know, just hard to travel in potholes everywhere. I guess buddy was behind Butch and they were coming back from a town is I think it was Bunky, Louisiana, but which is like probably one stop sign and you're on through Bunky. I guess Butch pulled up to the, to the one stop sign in the city and Buddy, not paying attention, just plowed into him, rear-ended him, tore his car all up when there were only two, two vehicles on the road within 50 miles. and the promo that butch cut on him when he got out of the car buddy told me the promo i can't remember verbatim but i mean he let him have it and i think he even gave him a black eye and then ended up having to ride back to wherever they lived with buddy because his car was wrecked because buddy wrecked it uh was a hilarious story to hear Buddy Landell tell it, but that's really the only one I have. We're helping people across the country at SaveWithConrad.com, and what are we helping them do? Keep more of their own money. Just ask Toby in Oklahoma. We hooked him up. He gave us a five-star review, and here's what he had to say. Conrad's team was able to do everything I hoped for. They helped me reduce my mortgage term by 13 years, paid off my car and credit cards, and dropped my interest rate significantly. Who doesn't want to do that? Do you want a better interest rate? Yes. Would you like to pay off all your credit cards? Just like that. Of course. Wouldn't it be cool to pay off your car? Oh, and by the way, pay your house off 13 years faster. Are you kidding? It sounds too good to be true, but we're doing it every single day at SaveWithConrad.com for families just like you. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you some cash, we won't waste your time. It really is a fast and easy quick quote. What have you got to lose? What if you could save 13 years? What if you could pay off your car? What if you could knock out all your credit cards? Hurry, these rates won't last forever. And I want to help you make sure your debt doesn't last forever either. Go to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's right. You can pocket your house payments for the next two months at SaveWithConrad.com. Here's a fun one from, uh, Kevin. Uh, do you think sting and Lex Luger's careers would have been different if Magnum TA didn't have that horrible accident? That's something you don't think about, but that's really a great question because they were trying to build Magnum to be the next big baby face. And when he goes down, they have to pivot. They briefly try the Nikita thing. And it's not too long before they try sting and Luger and sting and Luger essentially become made men. Would they have been afforded that opportunity? And on that timetable, 
if Magnum didn't go down. Interesting. Uh, you can do hypotheticals, uh, all day long. I think there would have been plenty of room for all three of those guys to be per to be perfectly honest with you. Sting was so unique with the look and the paint. Luger had that body that was the best in the business at the time. Yeah. And you know, Magnum was the guy that when he told you something, you could believe him. Handsome guy looked apart, but totally different from the other two guys. I think there would have been room for all three of them. Let me ask as far as, um, Lex's bod goes, it's a weird sentence. The other body guy at the time who could compete. I mean, I guess you could say ultimate warrior, but Kerry Von Eric, it's gotta be between in that era, Kerry and Lex, right? Well, yeah. I mean, how do you not say that Kerry didn't look like a million dollars, but I think Luger for a, for a time there stood alone body wise. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a bodybuilder, oh, a no. symmetrical bodybuilder without going to that next level where the guy could, couldn't move. Right. You know, like Add professional bodybuilders, yeah. which, which is for guys like normal guys. We can't understand how anybody could get that big. It's out of our realm of even believability. And you see those guys and it's like, it's almost who I don't know if, if aggravating is the right word because they do look so Jack, but Luger had just that in clothes, had that pleasant look to him. Looks good in clothes, normal, always dressed nice. You know, he just, but then he got up, you know, got that shirt off and, Got in his wrestling gear and oiled up, and it was like, holy shit, look at the body on that guy. Uh, Mark wants to know if Arn could have tagged with any wrestler in the 80s other than Tully or Oli, who would it be? <sighs> Don't say Bobby Eaton. Nope. Kurt Henning. Oh, man. That would have been some shit. No doubt. Kurt Henning. All oil and water, totally different. I can't do any of the stuff he can do, but I think that's what would have made it interesting. Nate Solham wants to know where did Arn come up with the throat cut gesture that he would make during almost every entrance? Don't know. Just work. It's kind of, kind of like the four horsemen promo. I don't, it just kind of popped in there. Um, I don't remember the first time I did it. I just remember doing it and being over the top with it, which was a, well, they can't see it anyway, but the shaking it, and the, yeah, the slow drag it slow, dragging that knife across yeah. the neck and shaking and convulsing and all that. I took it, tried to take it to a different level where it really looked nasty. Boy, I'm going to ask you something here. That's a little uncomfortable to ask, but. Do you practice that in the mirror or do you just go out there and do it cold for the first time? Just see how it goes. Cold. I never did a that. promo into a mirror in my life, uh, which a lot of guys did. And that's how they got better. Uh, never did one of those. And anything that happened in the ring usually happened right off of the cuff when I was involved in, in a match. David K wants to know, do you have any good David Penzer stories you can share? Yes. 
it used to be Pee Wee, the referee, Anderson, who I grew up with in Rome, Georgia. Uh, Penzer was our ring announcer. Myself. And sometimes that we'd have somebody else with us, but that was usually it. There is a place in Dothan, Alabama called Dobbs Barbecue. You're an Alabamian. Yes, you know sir. about it, Conrad? I do not. Never heard of that. What? I don't know about Dobbs. The best strawberry uh, cake ever. Strawberry shortcake. Excuse okay. me. All right. They're famous for it. I mean, it is moist. Strawberries are melted into the cake. It's almost like a glaze. It's world renowned. Yeah. Or at least Southeast renowned. So we've been talking about it a couple of days. Dothan pops up. We, uh, it's an afternoon show. The setting is perfect. It's like a Sunday afternoon show. And then we got to make a drive to somewhere, uh, for Monday. So Pee Wee goes in. Penzer says, Hey guys, I'm buying. He gives Pee Wee like 20 bucks or something. Pee Wee goes in, Penzer's rubbing his hands together. He's going, God, I've been waiting on this for a month. I can't tell you how much I enjoy these shortcakes. They're unbelievable. So Pee Wee comes back out, never offers Penzer any change, but he's so happy. He goes, got any change? And Pee-wee went somewhere, and he went, oh, you know what? Never mind, guys. I just want to treat treat you guys. Anyway, I've been so looking forward to this. I don't give a shit if there's any change. So we start going down the road, and Pee-wee opens the bag a little bit. Now, we've gotten 20 miles down the road to where we're out in the country now. We're not in town, so everybody can – relax, get a fork, get their deal. Even Penzer, who's driving, he's going to eat it while he's driving. And we're 20 miles probably down the road. And all of a sudden I hear Pee-wee go, oh God, they only gave us two cheesecakes or two, two shortcakes. Oh no. Penzer goes, what? Look in the bag again. Pee-wee went, Man, they shorted us. Now, we're 25 miles down the road now. We're not going to double back 25 miles. No, you can't. And then come back 25 again. Penzer is raising holy hell. Well, in the process of that, now I'm eating mine. (laughs) (laughs) And Pee Wee is eating his. Oh, fuck. So now Penzer realizes He's got screwed. He got getting any strawberry shortcake. And, man, he's red in the face. He's cussing. So we get done. Didn't offer him a bottom, nothing at all. Now we're 50 miles down there, and Penzer is still cutting this promo. Guys, you don't understand. You could have gave me half of each one of y'all's. I've been, I've been looking forward to this forever. Da, 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 da. And all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he starts back driving. He, he ignores us. I hear a crinkling. 
And I look in the back, and now Pee Wee is eating the third shortcake. Oh, my God. Which is Penzer's. And he realizes <laughs> Penzer paid, lost a 20, no change, had a cake, got screwed out of it by the referee Pee Wee. And man, he pulled over and cut a promo like you have never heard. Well, give me what's left as Pee Wee was putting the last bite in his mouth. Man, that Pee Wee was a heel. What a vicious bastard he was. That's like the worst story I've ever heard in the history of wrestling. It's a downer in it. Oh man. As a fat guy, uh, that hits you right in the feels. You know, when you oh, get brother. when you're thinking about this one thing and you got it fixated and here we go and it's weeks in the planning. And then to find out you got screwed and then to realize, wait a minute, it wasn't even the restaurant. It was your own friend. Yes. And no change. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a huge riff for a, for a while. I mean, it was like a month before they spoke. Really? Because you can't get it anywhere else. There's nowhere else. Well, well, I'll get it and when we get to the next town. Dobbs was an isolated, you know, it's not a franchise. It's a mom and pop place. And Dothan was the only place you could get it. Pretty hot, pretty hot deal. I bet Pinscher could tell you the story. Holy if shit. He remembers dude. all the details. It's still open now. Dobbs famous barbecue, 2636 South Oat street, Dothan, Alabama. Well, and it was right across the street, you know, and another plus to it. We would do TV in Dothan on Saturday at noon, and then we would do a house show there that night. So you had a room and you would stay there right across the street from Dobbs, just walk over get, and they'd make the barbecue any way we wanted it. Sauce, no sauce, the gimmick. They were kind of double up on the, the strawberry, you know, shortcake, make it a little bit fatter than it should have been. It was just a sweet deal. We did look forward to it. I got to tell you, I've never heard of it, but now next time I'm down there, I'm going to hit it. I just pulled up the online menu. Dobbs famous homemade strawberry shortcake, $3 and 59 cents. And that's Bingo. now. So you go back 20 years, 25 years. There was some change that you kept mentioning. Oh, but it had to be a buck 50. A piece, so three, four fifty. Pee Wee screwed him out of sixteen bucks. And ate his shit. And ate not only his <laughs> Penzers too. It's like being married. No, it's like being a it's like being a Viet Cong. That's what it's like being. <laughs> my mom used to tell my dad, um, what's mine is mine, what's yours is mine, and what's ours we're gonna talk about. So anytime line. I line, yeah, it's a good line and true. Yeah. Conrad continues to bring you the best in wrestling nostalgia from Bruce Pritchard creating in the WWE to Eric Bischoff running WCW plus Jim Ross, Arn Anderson and Tony Schiavone. And now of course, Kurt Angle enters the mix each and every week. But I can assure you there's even more, and you can find it at adfreeshows.com. Conrad does not slow down as he's created even more great content with his Conversations with Conrad series, which are available in both audio and video exclusively 
at adfreeshows.com. The wrestling world was abuzz over his conversation with WCW executive Jim Hurd and are now talking about his latest masterpiece. For the first time ever, exclusively on adfreeshows.com, you can hear the first of his two-part interview with the owner of Jim Crockett Promotions, Jim Crockett. They, they were bigger than wrestling at that point. But when that full horseman thing came out, it was like, oh, uh-huh. I mean, that, that, was, that was it. Magnum was, was, was the future of the business. For us or Vince, it didn't matter where he was. He was going up. From the start of the horseman to his thoughts on Magnum, it's just scratching the surface on what you will hear during this three-hour special, and it's only part one. So join the family now and catch up on Conversations with Conrad and so much more at adfreeshows.com, all ad-free. So sign up today. Join the fastest-growing wrestling community again over at adfreeshows.com. Ben wants to know, I've always believed that your tag team with Bobby Eaton and the Dangerous Alliance was very underrated. What are your memories of teaming up with Bobby in WCW? Boy, you know, we've talked about this recently with, uh, I guess it was Eric, that timing is everything. If the timing of that tag team was a little sooner or a little later, it could have gone down as one of the most famous tag teams in history, but it feels like it was in almost like a forgotten era of WCW. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think the whole Dangerous Alliance thing was like it was there, but nobody realized it was there. Right. Everybody was kind of, you know, we'd get together with an occasional promo, but there was never the company pushing that unit to be like their top group of guys. It just, it just, um, I don't even know how to explain it. You could look around when we're all together and go, damn, man, some talented guys here. But I don't, I don't think any of us realized what careers were going to come out of that group and just how successful a lot of people were going to be. I mean, we were together, but we weren't together because that group of guys should have been able to attack anybody and just consume them. You know, and that that type of push, I don't even think was ever even thought about or considered. Fabian Too Sweet wants to know, hey, I was wondering what you thought of Bruiser Brody, his style of wrestling, and if you ever met or worked with him. I never met Brody. Watched some of his stuff on tape. He was definitely Bruiser Brody, and uh, he brought it. And from what I could tell, my... My, uh, view of it was if you fought him back, it was like Ronnie Garvin, just a lot bigger and nastier looking. He brought it. And if you fought him back, he'd work with you and you could have a match. If you were tentative or the least bit look like you might be not knowing what to do, he'd just eat you up. And he did that to a lot of people. He was in incredible shape. You couldn't blow him up. Never got tired. And he was one of those rare characters. A lot of guys get compared to him, but 
I've heard, never heard anybody say this, which I think is a, is a compliment. That guy's just like Bruiser Brody. That's a hell of a compliment. You never hear that. Cause nobody was. Uh, Ken Brzezinski wants to know, and this is a timely question given the rumble a few weeks ago. Was Carlito WWE championship material for the big title? Yes. No. Why do you think not? Um, cause she was a gimmick. Okay. Character entertaining character. And I don't think he would have had the dedication because he was a big kid and he was having fun. And, and that's great. If you're one of the troops, right. But if you make him champion, now he's got early morning radio. He's got media. He's got all these appearances, which is what a lot of people don't understand. And you have to represent the company and the business in a way that's going to, people are going to look at him and go, damn, that guy is a star. I thought he was just a wrestler. He knows what he's talking about. He's articulate. He's intelligent. Looks good in a suit. He's always on time for those early morning you know, uh, radio shows and all this, a lot goes into being a champion. Uh, I thought he was a great guy to have on the card. He looked good at the rumble, you know, body looked really good. He hadn't aged at all. I think he'll probably land with some kind of spot with that company because he looked to be, you know, and he can still work. So different era, but a great question here from Vincent Greco. Why did Ronnie Garvin beat the hell out of the enhancement talent? Did any one of the established talent ever suggest to him? Maybe it wasn't cool to crucify these guys. And I don't know, man, this just feels like it was a, a point in time in the business where it's just something you did. Vader did it. Yokozuna did it. Uh, the Steiner brothers did it. Kevin Sullivan did it on WCW. There were some guys though, who it feels like took liberties. what do you think of that? I never agreed with anybody hurting it has for talent. Now I gave the appearance that I was mauling some of those guys, but I never heard anybody. Right. I never had anybody come through the curtain and complain. My deal was it, it looked like they were getting killed, not getting killed, but there, you know, those guys were there for a purpose and they knew that. And it was strictly in those days, to enhance the guy they were working with, but you still can't go and, and hit a guy in the teeth or hit a guy in the nose, hit a guy in the nuts, drop him on his head. Not acceptable then, not acceptable now. Uh, but a lot of guys in those days did make an example of their TV time because that's how you made your money and that's how we drew money. The heels had to get heat on TV. And some, you know, pushed it up another notch. You know, I think those guys knew what was coming. Uh, still, when, when guys got hurt, unacceptable. One last one, then we'll wrap this one up. This one is actually about uh, lifting weights, believe it or not. It says, on the January 25th, 1986 promo, you said you squatted 600 pounds. Was that working weight or shoot weight? That comes to us from Corwin. That was before I got in the business and, uh, I was working out in Rome, Georgia, and I tried powerlifting. Uh, I got up to six in the gym 
you know, wasn't a competition squat. Uh, then I went to uh, a contest somewhere in Georgia and figured out all those guys were way, way advanced uh, from where I was at that point. I did like a six squat, like a six uh, deadlift and a 400 bench, which is not much when you get to competition level. Uh, 1,600, I think, was the total uh, for the three lifts. And those guys were totaling like 2,045, something like that. Matter of fact, one of the guys walked over to me and he said uh, – Hey man, how you doing? You know, da 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 da. Fine. He said, uh, "You're clean, aren't you?" And I went, you know, uh, sniffed up under my, you know, arm and went, "Sir, I hope so." Yeah, well, yeah. What do you mean? He said, "No, man. I mean, you're not taking any steroids." I said, "No, sir." He said, "Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. You look at these guys lifted today. That's what you're gonna be against, and you just can't compete." Unless you're on the gas, I'd suggest you get on the gas. Looks like you've got how long you've been powerlifting. I told him, and he said, looks like you got some potential, but not going to make it unless you get on the gas. Right. And he was right. And so once I started wrestling, I figured out squatting heavy and deadlifting heavy is not good for your lower back and lumbards. And they started tightening up on me in the ring. It didn't work well with wrestling. So... I cut that way, way, way down. Well, let's, uh, let's put a bow on this week's episode. We're going to be back next week with something really special. We're going to talk about elimination chamber 2011. We're going to keep the hits going through the month of month of March Munch, Listen to me, but Arn, before we get out of here, I know that you don't have to listen to the shows because we were here together when we recorded them. Have you heard that we have a new outro on the show? The music. Yes. Is that it? Yes. Love it. Shout out to Chris. He's on uh, Twitter at evil robot, Chris. And, uh, yeah, we're going to play it again here. One last time. We're well, not one last time. It's our new outro for the show. Uh, I just thought Chris did a home run job on that. You've revealed here before what a big fan of Led Zeppelin you are. And he spliced in a couple of your promos and had a nice little remix in there with your name. That was well done. Wasn't it? You're damn right. I love Led Zeppelin. And that was so smart and so clever the way he did that, mixing it in with the promos. I love it. Kudos. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Ryan over from boxagimmicks.com. Let's hook uh, evil robot Chris up with some orange swag. Uh, that's a badass song and we're happy to have it. And we're happy to have you with us here today. We'll be back next week with elimination chamber, 2011. Of course, the week after that, it's another ask Arn anything. And if you've got a question for either one of those shows, you can go ask them right now at the orange show until next time I am at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. And we are out of time. We'll see you next week right here on Arn. save with Conrad.com makes saving money fast and easy. Just ask Matthew up in Delaware. We hooked him up. He gave us a five-star review and here's what he had to say. I'm a first time home buyer and the first time refinancing. And of course he puts in parentheses here. After continual encouragement to do so from Conrad on his podcast. Well, Jimmy and the team were knowledgeable, friendly, and flexible with me as I learned about the process. They made everything simple and took care of all my questions and needs. The text message feature from Jimmy was ideal. The process led to me taking five years off of my mortgage. 
Really think about that. Five years gone. Now, you know what your mortgage payment is to the penny. Multiply it by 60. Because when you cut five years worth of payments off, that's how much money right away gone. We're talking a ton of cash. Let's say it's just $1,000 a month is your house payment. That's 60 grand. If your house payment's two grand a month, that's 120 grand worth of house payments you don't have to make. This is a no-brainer. If you're overpaying and you can pay less, why wouldn't you? Let us run the numbers and just have the peace of mind of knowing that you've got the best deal possible for your family with First Family. Get a quick quote right now at SaveWithConrad.com. It's no cost, no obligation, and if we can't save you some cash, we won't waste your time. We're licensed in more than 40 states, so what are you waiting for? SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Come on. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, savewithconrad.com. All right, now for something a little different. You're all familiar by now with the most hated jeweler in America, uh, but that's a bit of a rib, as we say in the wrestling business, because Steven Singer is with us. And boy, Steven, we need some good news. And you have some great news about what you guys are doing over at IHateStevenSinger.com. We do. First of all, thanks for having me. It's great to see you. It's even if we have to do it via Skype, I wish I was there with you in person and I can't wait till this stupid virus is done and we don't have to be in spacesuits and I could hang out with you in person <laughs> and uh, we could have some fun. I have to tell you before we start, you've made me into a hero because my nephew and all his friends, when I told him what I'm doing today and who I'm talking to, they are unbelievable giant wrestling fans. Oh, he cool. said, you're kidding me. You're going to talk to him in this I said, yeah, so I became, you know, before I was a loser. Now I'm like a popular guy with these guys. I'm, I'm way up there now, you know what I mean, with that. And I showed him some of the pictures and the memorabilia and different things. And, man, oh, man, I became a hero overnight. It was just like I'm climbing in the ring with you. So I thank you for that. No, that man, great. thank you. And, listen, I, I want to thank you because I get tagged in tweets every day with listeners who took advantage of your new rose this year, which is a, a bit of a Valentine's Day tradition. And, uh, you've got some really cool stuff coming up for mother's day, but really what you're doing to give back right now, when we're all in, I don't know, uh, uncharted territory with this virus, it's pretty phenomenal. And, and I'm glad we get to talk about that today. Tell everybody what you're doing. Well, thank you so much for that. Well, this actually happened as an accident, um, last March when they first shut down the country because of this, this virus and the coronavirus, and nobody really knew what was going on. We decided that we were going to take all of our sales from March through May to Mother's Day, and we were going to take a portion of it and go to local restaurants and local hospitals in our backyard, which in this case is Philly, New York, New Jersey, Harrisburg, you know, Washington, Baltimore, like in our kind of regional area, and um, try to reward these frontline heroes, you know, the doctors, the nurses, the technicians. Uh, I mean, people, people that wheel you in the chair, everybody that works in the hospital that's going into this and they, they're going, wearing all masks up and they're wearing all kinds of stuff, you know, to, to do it. And they're like firemen or police running into it. You know yeah. what I mean? And everybody else is trying to stay home and stay away from everybody. So we, we go to these local restaurants. Um, somebody orders a gift from us. We take a portion of that. You don't have to do a thing. It's automatic. Every single thing that anybody buys, whether it's a $50,000 got diamond engagement ring a $59 rose, a hundred hour net, doesn't matter what it is. We take a portion of it. We go to a local restaurant, like a small independent restaurant. We have them cater it and we feed the whole hospital. 
all the doctors, all the nurses, everybody that's in that hospital, and they do it safely. You know, they're individual stuff. Like Thanksgiving, we did it. We did it Christmas. We did it New Year's. We're going to do it Valentine's Day. Um, and then we do it every week in addition to it, but especially the holidays. Right. So for Valentine's Day, we have heart-shaped pizzas that we had made. That's and we're getting, all the hospitals are getting heart-shaped pizzas. They're getting heart-shaped cakes, all kinds of heart-shaped stuff uh, to go with it. You know, all individual. So all safe, you know what I mean? That type of thing. So every, it's a four-way win. Somebody orders a gift for their loved one, their right. sweetheart, their girlfriend, their mother, their daughter, whoever it is, uh, on IHateStevenSinger.com, whatever it is. They get the gift. Um, they get the pleasure of getting the gift and giving this money to charity. Then the person gets a great gift, and then they get an email that says part of this went to feed this hospital. And it shows you all the pictures. They could click on the pictures of all the different hospitals all over the country and all the different restaurants. And anybody that wants to, like if you have somebody in your circle of friends or family that works in a hospital, or you, God forbid, I hope you don't, but have somebody that's in the hospital, we'll, we'll steer it towards them because we want to do it where we have relationships. Right. So we've done it in Texas, in Colorado, in California. Uh, in Utah, we, we've done it in Louisiana, I mean, all over the country, just er everywhere, everywhere you can. Indianapolis, we just did one. Uh, we just did one in California. And um, so we'll go to a local restaurant. We get whatever their specialty is. Right. We get catered, you know what I mean? And then we send it over to the hospital and feed the hospital. And give. And they. I just get hundreds of texts and thank yous and emails and cards and calls and the people, they, you know, they need an attaboy. They need to say thank you. And they need that hug. You know what I mean? Yep. And when they're short of the PPP, uh, the PPE equipment and they're short, uh, and it's difficult to do all these things. And they, you know, you and I, you know, you're in the fun business, you're yeah. in the entertainment business and fun and you give people joy. I'm in the love business. You know what I mean? They get, nobody comes to me and gets a ring cause you know, grandma died. Right. Everybody comes to me because it's, it's they're getting engaged it's valentine's day it's christmas i'm only dealing with fun stuff right these hospitals you know i mean many patients do very well and they they give their heart and soul but sometimes they don't do well right and it takes an emotional toll on them so it's been so rewarding we had only planned on doing it for that couple months we're doing it now all year and we're going to do it until this virus is over so wow. if it's all of 2021 I hope it's over in a month, but if it takes all the rest of this year, if it takes part of the following year, every week we're going to go around and do uh, hospitals all over the country. We want to try to get to every state and where the need is the most. So you can get a great, as you mentioned, we have the new rose this year for, for Valentine's Day. It's called Twinkle Twinkle. That's it's right. a deep baby blue. It's the color of like the night sky. This is the way I describe it. When the stars start to come out and this is a deep navy blue and it has uh, little sparkles in it that looks like the night sky sparkling. It's very, very popular. A matter of fact, um, I, I hope not, but by the time your uh, your fans and everybody hear this, we may be sold out because they're selling unbelievably. And uh, as you know, we have a whole collection. We have about 60 different colors. And every year we come out with a new uh, premium color for Valentine's Day for the collectors. But um, we also have these in 24 karat yellow gold. We have them in platinum, wow. you know, which is the metal and we have them in rose gold which is pink color so now people can collect them and we have a display that goes with it so you can get a dozen display and every year just put another rose in there until you build this beautiful big bouquet and they're all if you want to see what they look like you can go online to ihatestevensinger.com or stevensingerjewelers.com or our youtube channel or facebook and you can see how to put it together what that looks like 
And as you know, the great thing is, because you and I are the same, guys are stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't know what to do. And they always do it late, and they always do it wrong. For $59, starting at 59 bucks, you got a gift that lasts forever. You know, it's not like real flowers are great. I'm not saying no, but a week later, 10 days later, they're in the trash. Right. You know, this, for the same money, you have it, it lasts forever. And um, it's just been one of the one of the great things. And we have a lot of great jewelry. We have a thing called the Star of Love, uh, which is an eight-pointed star with a heart cut out of it. It's 128 bucks. Real diamonds, precious metal, deliveries free, gift packaging's free, the personal love note from you, free. Everything's included. There's no gotchas, there's no add-ons, there's no secret codes, there's no sales. We're very transparent. Everything you if, we're like you. Every, you tell everybody the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. You tell <laughs> your opinion. You know sure. what I mean? Whether they want to hear it. And your guests come on, you expect them to be honest and transparent, saying, right. you know, what that what's going on. And it's one of the reasons I think you're successful. I'd like to say that we are the jewelry version of Conrad. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't work as hard as you. I don't have as many, many different you know, I'm not working as many hours as you. But yeah, so that's what we got going on. And you're I mean, all your fans, man, are just killing it. I mean, we get so many great, um, so much feedback from all the wrestling fans all over the country. And it's just, you know, I just hear, there's not a day that goes by that I don't hear your name in some positive aspect um, that something's going on. Well, man, that makes my day. I appreciate you saying that. One more time, though. How much is shipping? Free. And, And what's the special promo code they need to use? No promo code. It doesn't get any easier than that. And, and by the way, as a reminder, not only do you get a great gift that will last forever, it's free shipping. It's fast. There's no promo code. And maybe best of all, you're going to be helping local restaurants and local hospitals, the frontline workers who really need our help. Steven, this is an awesome campaign. Kudos to you and your crew for doing this. Well, I got to tell you what's funny is, and I mean this sincerely, I feel a little bit guilty and a little bit selfish because I think that myself and my crew, my staff, we get more out of it than anybody else because it's really, we're so lucky and so blessed that our business is 40 years old this year and we're doing so well because we have so many repeat customers and referrals from repeat customers over 40 years that not only did during the pandemic did we do good, we're actually doing better than a normal year, which is bizarre. Right. I guess people just really want to say, you know, I love you or I'm so lucky to have you in my life. You know what I mean? I'm so happy that you're alive and well and yeah. celebrate those things. And more people are getting engaged than ever because of this whole situation. So, um, like my dry cleaner, when it just closed up, they went out of business. I've been using this dry cleaner for 20 years, wow. but nobody's getting dressed for work anymore. Right. You know, everybody doing this, they're on Skype or zoom or some remote type of dial in. So I felt terrible. And, um, we've been so fortunate that I wanted to give something back and this has been so rewarding. And then we find that people, because they're doing it and they're getting the, these great gifts that they want to do extra because they want to send more hospitals and more food. There you go. So it's just been an absolute, you know, I'm not that smart. We just bumble into this. It was just an accident and we did it and it's been working out really, really, really great. And it's, it's, you know, I felt like you and everybody else a little bit down in the dumps with everything that's going on, you know, politically and, you know, with the nation being what it is and especially this virus. And this is making me kind of see the humanity of it and feel better about everything that we're doing. Um, and you know, and, and your partnership and getting this out to all your fans is, I can't even thank you enough. 
man, I can't thank you enough. We really appreciate your support and to know that, you know, we've got sponsors like you who are, are stepping up and doing something nice for everybody. It's just, it's humbling, man. We really appreciate all your support and I hope everybody listening to this, will at least go check out. I hate Steven singer.com. Not only again, will you get a great gift for someone very special in your life, but you're going to be given the best gift of all. And that's uh, support for our frontline workers right now that we desperately need. So thanks for taking a few minutes today, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you uh, to all your fans and everybody that, that follows you for embracing us and taking us in, in, in. And God bless everybody. Stay safe and you know, stay healthy. We're at the, hopefully we're at the tail end of this. The next several months, we'll get it all squared away and things will get better. And we can go see wrestling in person. Yes. You know what I mean? Have some fun. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it, man. Thank you for everything. Thanks. That's, Talk to you soon. That's I hate Hit it up right now. You'll be glad you did. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.